Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to RL Aftershock. Or oh, good morning if you're listening to this, which you can't possibly listen to this when we're recording because it's 11 o'clock in the fucking morning. We're tired from watching WSOE, and I ain't got time <laughs> to record later today. So, my name is Jay. Joining me is Digital Vacant. Uh, coming to you live through the through the vision of icons or some shit. I don't even know what we're going to put on the video version of the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm too fucking tired to think about this shit. Just but Bacon, just we'll just roll with it. But Bacon, how are you feeling this fine, fine Monday morning? Very tired. We're just talking about this. I may have done an all-nighter playing FIFA, so I'm very tired as well. It all started off because I couldn't watch WSRE live, so I had to like watch it late. I was watching the G2 versus NRG match, and all the tweets started coming through about Flipside winning. I was like, well, that's spoiled for me, but you, you <laughs> still go on and watch because it, it was a decent night of Rocket League. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a pretty decent night of Rocket League, like as, as you say. I mean, you know, I, I, I often, you know, I mean, that's probably a given for us because obviously we're saying, like, this, this, you know, Rocket League is fantastic eSport and everything. Um, but we're going to talk more about that in depth in our final feature of the day. Obviously, all that breaking down the results of WSOE, EU's performance in WSOE and the Ember series as well, which also concluded this far gone week. A very fun tournament of its own, right, actually. I really enjoyed uh, the, mm. the past month working on that one but uh for now we're just going to talk about all the regular shit uh and uh, uh hopefully get this done in an hour and a half because i need to go cast some csgo after this so there you go <laughs> let's talk about some news to start off the show as we usually tend to do uh we're going to start off with the uh, ex-fanatic of viking side obviously mummy snow has announced that uh, um he is going to be leaving that squad uh, in a recent tweet that was put out on the 24th of January, which is on Thursday, uh, when I'm trying to see, I see. I, I, you can tell I've got no preparation and no fucking sense mm -hmm. of, of where I'm going with this, and my mind is in a complete rut. Uh, yeah, he said on Twitter, uh, thought about it a lot. I would like to explore all my options for the next RLRS before signing on the final team. Uh, DMs are open. This also includes DreamHack Leipzig. So. The Vikings have lost their third bacon. Um, I'm not see? too surprised. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Well, considering for DreamHack, they did, they, it was Mummy Snow, Maestro, and Pondex. This was a roster that weren't sticking together. They, they're pretty much done. They were compulsory because of the Fnatic uh, org picking them up for Gfinity. They're in RLCS, so you're not going to give up that spot. But now they're going into RLRS. We might have an NA problem where they, they just decide to go to different teams and... Um, give up that spot we could have five qualifying spaces for next rlrs which i'm actually gonna say i welcome this because i want next season to just be an absolute clusterfuck of teams because from what <laughs> we've seen from the renegade cups it would be so good yeah, well, we had, um, uh, uh, what was it? We had, like, uh, some information and we had, like, the rumors flying around that mummy was going to be leaving fanatic for a long time mm. Like this came to fruition like back back in December. Like you know, it was like well over yeah. two months ago at this point. Uh, it was when we got the information that he might be leaving. Well, it was Just the Gfinity like the finals. It's like, oh, are you guys gonna grind together and come back next season stronger? And my, they all just look nervously at each other, awkward. Like, uh, yeah, uh, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just like, oh my fucking god, this is uh, this is not a good sign good for this match. Yeah, yeah, great poker face. Uh, yeah, this all comes off the back of the news obviously that Fnatic were dropping their roster and uh, they're hopefully looking for another one uh, still no updates on that story but of course we'll keep it all updated as we uh, go through the rest of the weeks of 2019 here on our Aftershocks so make sure you stay tuned to the podcast uh, via YouTube and the audio versions on Spotify Google Podcasts and others and hopefully a live version that may or may not or 
probably will not actually end up on Twitch throughout the course of February. I mean, yeah, keep Is that because you just got to work out how Twitch no, Premier No, seriously. Works. No, no, no. It's not even that. Like, you know, we're not, because we're not affiliated and when when we're nowhere near close to being affiliated because we stream once a week. Like, there is there is no level <laughs> of, of, of opportunity for us to get an affiliate status. So there's no way we can actually get the premiers going. Uh, otherwise, I'd be happy just to set up at midnight and just record with you guys and just be like, yeah, let's just do, throw up the, audio, the video version. But for now, audio is the best <laughs> you're going to get. So fuck off. Uh, so our second story of the day is Savet Geneva. They've been out of the international space for a long time, but they've announced that they're picking up a brand new international roster consisted of Coco, Rizex, and Kiva. Uh, and Stocky, I believe, is also going to be the sub for that roster. Um, this is basically, to be honest, they're picking up... Yeah. To, to be honest, it's Stocky, Coco, and Rizex. Kiva's yeah. the sub moving over from Lawson. Same. Yeah, so this is basically picking up, to be honest, uh, the roster that sort of did okay in the Renegade Monthlies and the Renegade Cup. I don't think they've played, placed, uh, I don't think they're placed in the top 12, but, you know, this is a roster that a lot of people was looking at, right? Okay, this could actually do some decent damage. So, uh, what, what, what do we think about this roster? This particular, just to start things off, what do you think of how this, this pickup uh, will go for Savet Geneva? So, to be honest, we're always a side which I expected great things from because these players yes. are all nuts and they never lived up to it during the Renegade Cups. Having a weekly tournament like uh, TCS and the other esports, um, there's an esports Switzerland um, one going on as well. That should just basically get them on the grind. You know, against teams of caliber like uh, Law saying that, this should be good for them just to keep practicing it out. Um, Kiva's purely in there because they've got to meet the quota for both those leagues where two of the players have to be Swiss. So expect Coca, um, so expect, sorry, uh, Stocky and Kiva to be playing a lot together. Um, it, just by the caliber of players, it's a good pickup. Um, I just don't know how it's going to work because Kiva near enough getting thrown in there. I just feel like he's wanting to leave Law Sane and get picked up by another team and play each week. And it, it, this is a relatively high-named team. Like, this potentially could be the new strongest team in TCS and all of that. So, well, I mean, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. Well, if I might interject about TCS as a whole, I don't think they're in the next season, if I recall correctly. I don't think they played in the promotion playoffs. Um, uh, this is to be on your side, because obviously Kiva was in Lausanne at the time. Uh, and Savet already were supporting a Swiss uh, team. They had, uh, what was it, Zafair, Sack, and Flav. Uh, yeah, I mean, keep playing. it up. Sorry? You, you, you've forgotten all the discussions from the last TCS where the future's going and that. And I'm pretty sure we'll see them there. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think the spot still... Does the spot still apply if they like completely yeah, revamp their roster? It, it will. So yeah. Savet are going to have a completely new look roster for next season. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. All right, then. Well, then the future is a bit bleak for Zafair and Flav and Sack, uh, obviously. Um, oh, they've already announced that they're going other ways. And, uh, what Zafair's the fuck? Why does this news elude me? What the shit? I was going to put I this in the show. I would have done your work and research, Jay. Oh, Zafair's I was, looking I was to go busy. with international stuff. Um, Flav is technically a their new manager, a bit like how Arkin is. So he's on their sheet. So when it comes around to these uh, international tournaments, Flav will be on there um, as another sub, like Kiva, in case they need him. But more, he's just a manager for the team. Remember, uh, we were having discussion with him at uh, last LAN back in December. And he was there like, yeah, I'm looking to sort of like step away from Rocket League 
He's uh, like 28, 29 years old, Flav. So he's just looking to sort of like take more easy, but he still wants to be part of it. And Sack, he was just brought in for the season because they had to replace, uh, it was Skyline, remember? And he was a great pickup, but they need a whole full new team, essentially. Okay then. All right. Fair play. I mean, I guess I'm. I guess I'm not fucking in tune at the moment. I mean, to be fair, I'm not really in tune anyway because it's too early in the morning. But whatever. Anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so that's the. On, yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna blame it on the morning. Like usually I'd be in tune. Usually I'd have everything a damn fucking pat, but just not today. So <laughs> there you go. So eventually, Eva may be back on the international circuit. We might be seeing him in the RLCS or the R- sorry RLRS qualifiers. So make sure you keep an eye on those when those come out. Speaking of which, uh, there were some leaks from Smash GG this past gone week of uh, potential dates for the EU qualifiers, the NA qualifiers, and the uh, RLCS as a whole. Um, uh, it was very quickly uh, shut down by, 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 uh, by the time it went up on Reddit. Uh, but someone was quick enough to get some screenshots so you can see that there are like official rule sets and everything and frequently asked questions and uh, uh, contacts and the admins seem to line up with being, you know, Corey, Shia LaShice and everything like that. So... I mean, from all things, it looks pretty legit, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this because obviously there were people that, like, that came into this like, okay, there's no way this can be real. This probably could be fake. You know, like I can, I can mm. see a way where you could sort of see that coming. Um, but alongside the, along, along with the dates of how things are looking in terms of how they set up the qualifiers and 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 and, and the sort of how the how they line up with the calendar of Rocket League, uh, this isn't too far gone actually. This could possibly be the actual qualifiers. It could be. For me, looking at that, um, these were a little bit later than I was expecting in March. I would be thinking the first week of March. Um, That's not a problem at all, to be honest. Um, To be honest. The only thing thing is, yeah, to... The thing that makes it look official is the email, the Twitter, and the tournament admins bit. But those are all freely, you know, available, uh, literally from the website. And that you can grab, uh, say, Science Corey's shice emails and just put them on here because you don't have to get the confirmation that you're like, you know, don't have to click a button to say, yes, I'm an admin. No, you're just an admin because you've been given permission. So I, I don't see why anyone go out of their way to set something like this up. That's pretty much it. If you're yeah. really that sad to put all the hours in, it looked very much copy-paste from last season as well. So if you're really going to put all that effort in, uh, lad, you need to uh, get a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever <laughs> and maybe put a bit of time into something else. But... Mm. Well, I mean, the thing about it is that obviously, like taking a look at the admin pages, like they've got like Twitches and Twitters linked between the admin uh, between the admin contacts. So like Shyster's his Twitch, uh, Eric has his Twitter. So I mean, yeah, they're all linked all, all, as the tournament admins. So I mean, well, that's just because it's the- their accounts. So exactly. they wouldn't have put in their Twitches. It's just literally uh, their email is connected to the the uh, Smash GG account. That's what I was saying. Like it's pretty easy. Just put it on. All right. I mean, as you say, like you know, what's the fucking purpose of 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 of, um, of faking this? Yeah. So like, mm. I think someone probably from Silence maybe have dropped the ball and put that up by accident. I think. Um, but does is that I think that does that pretty much confirm the dates for the next RLCS and the RLRS qualifiers, or or do we think there's probably going to be a bit more of a change coming forward? Because again, like I said, I think this is relatively believable. My only thing, which I would say is not believable 
is that the qualifiers to Europe is Sunday the 3rd, Sunday the 10th, Sunday the 17th, and Sunday the 24th, with the finals being on the 31st. They generally don't do, like, I can't see why they do Sunday after each other with the uh, open qualifiers. They'd like to put, like, a couple of midweek ones in, in case people can't do the weekends. They generally hmm. do it over a much smaller span of time. This is what I was saying. Like I'd expect it to all be done within the first two weeks of March, with like the first one, uh, the first ones being played out, and say Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, and then another midweek one with the finals being that then following weekend, like the planes on the twelfth and thirteenth, twelfth being NA, thirteenth being EU. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can sort of see that coming. I mean, yeah, we only have the two dates for the final qualifier and the play-in, so that sort of lines up with what you were saying. No, it's, with... it's further down in the picture, but... Is it? <laughs> yep. Oh, March 3rd, March 3rd, March 3rd, okay. Sorry, I'm being a fucking idiot. Like, again, I didn't go over <laughs> all this. I just woke up, okay? Give me some rest. All right. Well, I'm... Uh... I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, it's, it kind of lines up with around about that same sort of time period. So, like, imagine like the March being the, the, the February will probably see an announcement for RLCS, and March will be when we actually get into the uh, qualifiers themselves. I mean, I don't know mm -hmm. the specific dates will be about right. Um, maybe they're work in progress. Maybe they're legit. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day. Uh, I think everything's going to be. Uh, I think. I think. We're, I think everything's going to be great because we. We. It seems like we're really gearing up for the next season of RLCS, uh, which of course is fantastic because RLCS is the best. So, actually, another thing to say: why this won't be real? Why would you do signups close on the twenty fifth of February when the first day is the third of March? That is, to me, also another weird like time difference. Like that's a week and two days between signups closing and your first day of the tournament. That's odd. Massive seeding thing? I don't really know. Um, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, there you go. That's the uh, RLCS leaks. Uh, whether or not they're legit leaks, we don't know. But again, make sure you keep it locked towards standard social media so we can confirm that for you later on down the line. Um, and speaking of other leaks, there's this guy called Connor Sandlers on uh, uh, Sanders on, on Twitter. Uh, and during the time of WSOE, he was like saying, oh, I'm at the event, I'm at the venue, I'm going to start tweeting and doing some little, bit, little bits of twi Twitter journalism uh, to, um, uh, uh, to, to sort of like, bring you some stories, interviews and shit. And uh, he put out this tweet basically confirming that there's going to be another WSOE uh, for Rocket League. Now, mm -hmm. this guy hasn't really got any real reason to lie, I don't think. I mean, from I, I, I can't verify how good of a source he is because... Because I haven't, I've never heard of him before. He's uh, completely new, um, but he has also put out some relatively. I mean, over the course of, of Twitter, uh, over the course of looking for his Twitter, it does seem like he's put out some pretty legit stuff overall. So he confirmed that there's going to be another WSOE for Rocket League, and the top teams from the event that we've just gone through this past weekend will return uh, with that sort of like boxing style, where the champions have to defend their titles. So. What, what 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 do we make of this? Like, just uh, uh, overall, what what do we make of a new WSOE event? What do we make of uh, uh, you know them coming back and returning to Rocket League? Yeah, so they already in that like said on stream, there's going to be another one in 2019. Not given any time when, of course. So it Did could they? be WS. Yeah, it could be WSOE six or whatever. But I'd imagine you're probably looking, you know, thinking of Sonics when they're going to put it in. Because they it, they don't want it to clash with their other stuff. We could see it like take uh, the spot between the end of league play and the actual LAN event. So looking at like the start of November could be a good idea to put one in then. Yeah, but we'll just have right. to see. 
Um, but I, the ones I'm hoping to get the returns box, it says top teams, is the two from the final. So your NRG and flip side, spoilers. But all those others, <laughs> I don't As if you didn't feel, already know, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Considering there's only, uh, what, 10 teams throughout the whole of it, I don't feel like any of the other teams should get an auto comeback. Even if you made it to the semis, no. Because it's more like that MMA sort of, you've really got to go right to the end. I would have even been in that sort of mindset of the only truly already announced invite back would be flip side, you know? Because I want so much on the line, so many stakes there. Because that's what the sort of tension, the whole sort of like um, MMA, that boxing sort of like theme to it is good for yeah absolutely you know like um uh, and especially with like the way that sort of wsoe and richard have said that they wanted to like, sort of conduct their business and how they have to defend the title like i feel like that's a really really good sort of style to uh to to, to uh, a really good style for them to try and carry into their like a uniqueness mm. of their event and we know that wsoe are all about being unique obviously if you're watching the stream this weekend you'll know all about that uh, we're going to talk more details about that when we get to that uh, later on during the show uh but um yeah, I mean, are we hyped for another WSOE event? We want to see another WSOE oh, event. Yeah. Do they deserve another WSOE event? I mean, personally, I'd say the answer to all those questions would be yes, with a couple of caveats more than anything else. Because obviously, like, WSOE tried some things this event that didn't quite work out. I still think there's a lot of potential in the way that WSOE handled themselves, but there are some, there's some shit that really needs to go when it comes to their production side. So we'll get onto this a little bit later, but with their production, I think the second run out would be so much better because they would have learned. Rocket League is a completely different <clears throat> spectator sport from other games. And so with how sort of shaky the whole prep to this looked, I reckon there was a lot of on-the-fly learning. Yeah, a lot of on-the-fly learning. There was some serious recoveries that needed to come through, of course, over the course of that sort of uh, production. So... Again, we'll talk more in details about that later. But for WSOE, obviously, it's great stuff for them because they're going to have another Rocket League event. For us, it might. It's just it's better because we have another Rocket League event in general. So, uh, Annie up, motherfucker. Uh, there you go. So, WSOE looking to return back for another event in 2019. I'm pretty hyped for it. Oi. Hype. Uh, and what is not hype though is secret because there are another and there are another roster, another organization to have dropped. <gasps> Excuse me, as we have dropped their Rocket League team this year, uh, with Freaky tweeting out just after the grand finals had finished, uh, 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 about uh, just after the grand finals had finished, the flip side of one, he's tweeted, uh, with Dreamhack coming closer, I have to say, Flame and I are no longer contracted to Team Secret. We're looking for an organization to represent a Dreamhack as well as future tournaments in the RLRS season. I hope you're all going to stay with us. Uh, this was, we saw this coming, it was rumored for a while again. Uh, it does suck though, especially after Secret had like a really, really big boost. And you know, when it seemed like, okay, right, this is going to be fucking great. You know, this is going to be right. This is going to be the resurgence of this organization. They've got brand new players in. They've got like you know a, a spot of DreamHack. You know, they, they, they've they've got they've got a lot going for them right now. But the rumors were still around. They were still being discussed. Uh, and unfortunately, it's come to this once again. We're another team. This is the third major team as well in the Rocket League that we've seen drop a team so far this year. Yeah, this is an unwelcomed one because Team Seeker is actually quite a good org and never heard a bad thing about them personally. So dropping them, it, it's one of those names which you don't want to lose. So the lads, especially when we lost Hilacto, that to me, because of how we put it and all that, it being money sort of like issues and stuff, I was like, oh, that, that's cool then, because Team Secret are looking to stay in for another season. Like, 
at the end of the day, that's better for the health because RORS, especially in the EU, generally you always want it to be stacked with orgs, uh, even down to your tier three sort of orgs like um, Copenhagen Flames. They're good for those little boosts uh, to be able to give those players, you know, a salary and stuff. So losing one here, I'm sure the lads X Team Secret will um, be picked up by a new orc coming in because naturally getting that DreamHack spot um should be able to let them show off their caliber and how good they are coming into the renegade cup and then into rorrs so this is a team which i'm pretty confident will find a new org within the next month yeah the question is will they stay together for that one because obviously we're saying the same thing about excel saying no the same thing about Fanatic. i mean there is, i mean when they've got the secured rorrs spot they've got dreamhack they've got renegade cup They'd be numpties to leave, wouldn't they? Possibly, yeah. But again, we said the same thing about Fnatic, and we've already seen one roster move come through. We've already seen we've already seen potentially a second one that could possibly be on the horizon. We're looking at possibly the capitulation of this roster as a whole. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not counting out the idea that Secret or X Secret now are going to be. Uh, are going to be out, you know. I, I'm, I'm not counting that out, obviously. Uh, there's, there's still plenty of chances that, that they will fall. There are still plenty of chances they will go out. Um, but yeah, again, it is well, another... How good they look with Niels, I can't see this roster uh, falling apart. Like, they don't have the same reasons as the other teams do. And, I mean, Ty Lacto's got to come back for the uh, Renegade Cup finals, but that's just a one-off for them. Yeah, that'll be the only one-off tournament, I think. But, uh, mm. you know, is there going to be more one-offs? So we're just going to see a secret or ex-secret just come in, do the last dream hack, or do this next dream hack, and then just, you know, and probably even RLRS. And then after that, you know, how, how much mm. faith do they have in this project still is the bigger question, obviously. Like, losing an organization is not a fucking easy thing to take, obviously. That's like your salary gone. That's your sponsorships gone. That's like your mm -hmm. livelihood taken away. And you're expected to continue competing at, Ro at, at Rocket League. Um, it's, it's not it's not a very easy thing to do. Let's put it that way, you know? Yep. Life's hard at times. So they've just got to suck it up and keep, you know, grinding onwards. Fucking hell, you're you a bit can't <laughs> It's what it is. Their secret would be wanting the uh, RLCS team, you know, that they had signed originally in that, and they're done with them being in RLRS. We we wouldn't be in a situation here where Secret would be leaving if uh, last season they had made it up. Just be quite frank about it. Yeah, but then the again, you also got the caveat. Out. You also got the caveat yeah. of how fucking you know, how they basically had the flawless season up until two games, and then that's what lost them yep. the the RLCS promotion playoff spot. So. Yeah, I'm not sure whether Secret considered that when they dropped this roster. I mean, obviously we would because we're like, you know, we're, we're Rocket League aficionados. Um, <laughs> You'd rather be called an aficionado. Well, I mean, we fucking are, right? We spend week in, week out talking <laughs> about this, talking about this game. So I don't know what you, I don't know what, you, what we're not. Are we not a Rocket yeah. League aficionado? Are we not enthusiastic about the game? I, I hope, I hope <laughs> that's not the case because that would be we were suckish and completely take away all credibility of us from our job. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean. I, 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 again, it is just an, another little bit of a bad blow to the to the current line yeah. of the squad. It was one I yeah that just completely sucker punched me. I wasn't expecting Secret to drop out just yet.
Well, unfortunately they have, and that's going to round up our news for this week here at Arbel Arbel Aftershock. So we'll be back with more next week when we do see some more news stories come through. Uh, And hopefully we'll have some more mailbags as well. Of course, if you want to go ahead and send us a mailbag, then you can go through the Discord channel. Uh, Links are in the show notes of this uh, this show or the description of the video version if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, And again, if you're listening to the audio version, uh, just click that little thing on your phone. And if you have Discord on your phone, you can pretty easily just get onto my Discord. It's a small community of about 30 people, Uh, not, not massive. But it's fine. Uh, you can you can chill. You can chat. You can talk to us. You can talk to them. And uh, you can send us mailbags, like Frostbite has done once again this week. Two weeks in a row, this guy has sent us a mailbag. And he's talking about more tournament formats. Now, last week he was talking about the idea of having like a boxing booking style with WSOE coming through and saying that's what they want to do. Um, but now he's talking about a World Cup event. I think we may have answered a question similar to this. But he says, would you like to see a World Cup event such as WESG in, Ro- in, in Rocket League? Uh, for those of you who don't know what WESG is, it's a 5.5 million dollar tournament not just for one game Uh, it's spread amongst the likes of Dota 2 and Hearthstone and Vainglory and Counter-Strike and and possibly even more games like you know it used to be just Dota 2 CSGO Hearthstone and Starcraft 2 last year this year they also had a Vainglory and there was another one to the list. I can't remember what it was. But bottom line is that it's $5.5 million spread across all those games. Uh, and there's potential that Rocket League could be involved as well because they're getting rid of some of the violent games. Like, you know, CS is out next next year, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Dota may or may not be out depending on how they perceive it. StarCraft may or may not be out depending on how they perceive it. Um, but what do we think? Um, do, would we want a WESG, WESG event in Rocket League? So it's more just the case of the addition of Rocket League to WESG because it's already going on. Um, a World Cup sort of uh, way that it runs, because if I'm right in thinking that WESG is oh, yeah, like sorry. very country-based. Yeah, sorry. That's something I forgot to add as well. WESG also only do national to- national teams. It has to be all players from one nationality, uh, which we're going to come to that in a second, by the way, because I do have another question about whether that will work in a second, but please continue your point. Um, but yeah, that's more the idea of how that would work with um, adding them in. And the difference being that within Rocket League, we don't necessarily have nationalities. The last one actually being Vikings slash Fnatic, which was all Danish. So they're probably one of the best like shoe-ins to be able to get because in a lot of other esports, let's t- just take... Um, Let's just take the OC region where quite often you'd have Chiefs probably just run a muck and destroy everything purely because they're the only OC team. Or you'd have the NA sides where they can you get a couple of teams that are only NA. Uh, I can also look to a couple of French teams because French orgs seem to only think about French players and don't care about other people. And you don't really get that within Rocket League. Within the EU space, it's a hot... It's all a hodgepodge, a whole mix of different nationalities. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, really. Yeah, no, I was, so I was, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing when we were talking about the idea of a World Cup for Rocket League back in, I can't remember what episode it was now. Uh, but I was saying, like, yeah, the, the, for, for, for someone like WESG, I don't think it would work that well because, like, you, you have, like, one or two representatives per country, essentially. And as, as you were saying, it's a hodgepodge. There is no one national roster. If you take a look at the top end of, of, of Rocket League and you're sitting there just like, well, none of these te- none of these players actually come from one country or, 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 or even one sort of, like, region, you know. Like, there's, there's arguments to state on the likes of, like, Flipside, for example, they have 
have two UK players, um, but the third one is, is going to be from Italy. So that that's the main problem, right? You've got like mostly national rosters, but not fully national rosters. And that's why for WESG, it wouldn't work unless they lacked that ruling. That's something they've received a lot of flack for in CS as well. Like, you know, they're supposed to be like a big $1.5 million prize pool for Counter-Strike. And despite that, we haven't got teams like FaZe Clan or Mouse Sports, for example, who are... They're powerhouses in their own right, uh, just because they are they, they have some of the best teams, some of the best names in in, in World Counter Strike. But the problem is that they're also European mixes. They don't have one nationality. They're all under Europe, so there's no qualifier for them to compete under. They're not eligible to compete under a different country's qualifier because they're not majority one side. They're not even they're, sorry, they're not even majority one side, let alone fully one side uh, of, mm. of, of one nationality. So for WESG, obviously they're having problems with Counter Strike, which is much more nationally which is much more nationally focused. Whereas Rocket League is completely not. I'd love to see a WESG event in Rocket League, to be honest. But the problem is that considering the current landscape and the way that what they want out of their event, I don't. I just don't think it will work. Uh, a second thing as well is that this takes place over in China. WESG. That's another thing as well. WESGE, and the Chinese version of Rocket League is yet to be made. I want to say public. I, I feel like this is coming down the line where the Chinese client will work with the uh, rest of the world client. Like, we, I'm expecting Rocket League to go free to play later in next year. You know, like, it's not any time realistically soon, but it, it it lends itself with the whole cosmetic system that has to rebirth itself. Like, it definitely feels like Sionics are leaving that option until they really see purchase rates go down. Like... Rocket League was one of the most... Per it was in, like, the top 10 games on Switch last year. That's bloody good, considering how many on games Steam on Switch. Well, actually. They also yeah. got a lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of buys for Steam, so, you know, they don't have any reason... There's no to point for Rocket League go... Yeah, there's no point for it at the moment. Like, I see some people go, oh, it rebirthed the whole scene. You're like, hang on, buddy. Not you're a forgetting one. They... It's already being rebirthed every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the, let's just say, top 5% of people that play Rocket League. You're the hardcore lot. You have no fucking idea about the other 95%. Little Timmy that's just got his uh, Nintendo Switch or his PS4 and sees that car football game and thinks it's fun. That is the main market for Rocket League. We're just the hardcore aficionados that... You know, don't is that, that going to become our market. fucking? Is that going to become a <laughs> fucking title, aficionado? Aficionados. <laughs> <laughs> Every t like when we get back to the actual like uh, webcam streams, we just suddenly put like a moustache and a, a monocle top hat because we're now classy aficionados. In it. Oh, no, I can't, so I can't do that anymore. I shaved my moustache off, so that's going to be oh. uh, uh, yeah. A disappointment. Fucking, to, uh, fucking you know, shave too soon apparently. But uh, <laughs> getting back <laughs> on topic. Um, it, it wouldn't work with Rocket League at the moment. No. Is my general gist. Yeah, Down some the serious, line, yes, but not now. Yeah, some serious changes need to be made for WESG uh, or for Rocket League in order for both of them to be compatible. So, um, uh, again, I'd love to see a WESG event in Rocket League. Um, but I would. World Cup, we've seen it done with 12 Titans, so that's not out of it. But that's purely because that's more like a little show match series, not anything yeah. massively official. Yeah, whereas this is like a proper actual fucking tournament with like a qualifier circuit and then like several different lands that lead up to the world mm. championship land. Like, you know, there's a it's it's a big deal. Like if you if you haven't seen what WESG can do, I recommend you go look it up on YouTube. I recommend you go look it up on I'm looking for it on Liquipedia now for CS as it is. Only one team is a hodgepodge team, you know, a pickup of loads of different orgs, and that's Russia. 
all the yeah. other teams in CS, you're looking at like your G2, which is entirely French, uh, the entirely North, uh, like, sorry, American side, uh, United States, sorry, being Singularity, you've got Ghost Gaming that have an entirely Canadian side. Like I said, Chiefs always go with Australians, and for this one, they might, they do go with New Zealanders, but m- more often than not, it's just uh, Australians. So you do get that within certain regions, but you can definitely see the limited. I'm looking at that actually for CS and four to be decided slots where they're inviting you. It's like, well, Astralis has got one of them because they're another oh, yeah, completely <laughs> Danish side. But again, we don't get that in Rocket League. And it's one of those things which I don't think is needed for Rocket League. I'm quite happy with the way things run at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, again, again, it's something I'd love to see, but I don't think it would work. I don't think it would add a lot during its current status. So that's going to be my sort of standpoint on WASG. But uh, there you go. Thank you again for your mailbag. Frostbite's the only mailbag we've got this week. Uh, again, if you want to join the Discord through the uh, link in the show notes and the video descriptions of the YouTube version, uh, then you can go ahead and do so. Join our community, send us a mailbag, and we'll answer it live on F. So let's move on to our feature this week. Uh, I wanted to talk about Rocket League pauses um, more than anything else, actually, because um, uh, during the course of the, the the uh, WSA event, obviously there was like some pretty, 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 pretty big pauses. Uh, I don't know if you noticed on game two, um, but uh, uh, we, we saw games two and three um, have like a ma- have like a bit of a pause where they would go to different uh, to go to different matches and try and cover as much as they could on one stream. Um, this meant that the feature match itself had to like stop for about five minutes or so, uh, and they gave like a pause thing, uh, which actually led to some pretty uh, some pretty big points where there was some massive comeback movements. I know the first feature match went to all five games and was reverse sweeping that after the pause came out. So I put out on Twitter that um, I'd love to see like a standardized sort of pause system in place. Um, I didn't clarify specifically a pause system because I meant just the WSOE pause. I thought it would like to be standardized, which is kind of my own fucking fault because immediately Tadpole fired back to me on Twitter and was like, absolutely fuck this idea. Um, which, to be fair, he did actually make a very good point about like how Rocket League is a momentum-based game and there shouldn't be like a random 20-minute break in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should have clarified I don't mean to that extreme, so my bad. Um, but I did want to sort, sort of like tie, uh, talk to him about talk to, uh, talk about this a little bit, about the idea of a tactical pause in Rocket League, because we don't really have that. We have the 60 seconds in between each match, but I'd love to see the idea of a team taking a chance to be like, right, let's take an extra 60 seconds or something. So two minutes to sort of like talk about rotations, talk about team form, talk about what we're getting wrong so we can go back and try to see if you can bring that back. I think that would be a great addition to a Rocket League match. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. So you'd do it. So each team have a timeout. Um, no matter the length of um, the series, just use one each. And you would near enough just have it an extra 60 seconds, maybe an extra 120 if that's deemed, because remember, they don't have to use the 420 if they don't want to. And you have to say that you want that timeout, like just signal it to one of the admins before the break begins. So, um, you know, before the game is up, let's say it's game two and cloud nine versus flip side, whatever. And flip side have just gone and free one cloud nine and cloud nine suddenly just go right. Show like squishy just quickly signals the admin. We, we want to quickly take a break and talk this through. They get an extra 120 seconds, meaning like they get a three minute break. I feel like that is probably the most you'd want because like we're saying, it's a momentum game, Rocket League. That 20 minutes had killed so many sweeps that we could have seen happening. And that changes the results massively because after 20 minutes, you know, you've, you've had a Red Bull, you've been able to go to the comeback, talk to your teammates, 
and any momentum you have before, it's just naturally gone because you're not in the same mindset. Yeah, I think you- at one point as well, there was like an interview where they were they talking to PSG after they reverse swept. Um, who was it? I think it was G2. Yeah, sorry. After they reverse swept G2, uh, they came in. And, fr- and I remember they spoke to Fruity and he said something like, oh yeah, we went and we took a chance to watch a demo. And I was like, well, that probably shouldn't be allowed in the context of a pause, yeah. um, uh, which you know, we'll get to more specific details about that, th- th- about that shit, obviously. Um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to specifics about how WSOE handled that. Um so there is some sort of exploitation. Actually, ooh, ooh, good idea. What if in the world of Rocket League, we went to three best of threes as a series? And Would then we you had that then... time in between. Yeah, in between the best of threes. So you've got a best of three, best of three. So that is what could be a total of nine games, but much smaller stints. And you're not allowed to like call out a break in between that best of three, but you could have a welcomed five minute break in between each of the uh, small series to sort of like recuperate, maybe come up with a new game plan. And then I I feel like that for me would be the only way you could have a longer break within Rocket League as if like the format of how we play the game is mixed up, which means that's not coming to RLCS because they like their current format, but other orgs could quite easily pick up that idea. I like the I like the current format of its own, right? You know, I think I, I think the bracket reset is something that is like very special. Like you know, in the case of like having two back to back series for one team, um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I I like I like that sort of idea. I don't know if it would work for three best of threes, obviously. Um, like again, you know, I feel like I feel like with that with that whole thing, it's like overcoming the odds, and you deserve like a bit of a pause anyway in between those two series for the best of sevens. Um, mm. But for me personally, I would prefer the idea of just sort of in-between games. If you're, it's a, uh, the, the, the way that I see it is, like, imagine what it would be like. Imagine the tension in the air and the hype around a team was like 3-0 down in the best of seven of the grand finals. And then like, right, let's take a pause. And you see like, this fucking really, really, um, really, really hyped up in-game leader just like, you know, slamming the desk and talking about like, right, this is what we need to do. You know, like really, really emotive and on stage and talking things through and like discussing things with his teammates is really, he is really tense. And then they pull that off. They get themselves motivated to go all the way to a reverse sweep of their own just because they took an extra 60 seconds like that's something that seems really really special to me and as well as that it would be really cool if we took those pause opportunities to like introduce a coach or something into the mix so it's like well let's get an outside perspective from someone who's watching mm. the game and can see the problems that, that the players can't necessarily see because they're already tunnel vision and focusing on the matchup which is something we've talked about before again I think coaches have a very very um, limited role in Rocket League which I think probably could be expanded much further I think that the pause system could be a, a, an opportunity to try and turn that and, and, and fix that sort of problem in my opinion yeah yeah definitely what we're forgetting is that we're looking at this sort of like very much with the mindset of players when you're WSOE or even RLCS you, you basically say sod the players this is for viewership this is for the whole entertainment aspect of it so that 20 minute break WSOE are probably in the right mindset being able to go show other matches as a viewer was pretty darn awesome you have to put it that way like being able to see the other games going on they're all running back to back was quite nice so you don't care about that we understand as a player it's a naff move because like we said the momentum swing but really at the end of the day it it was cool to see and i do still quite like how that 20 minute break purely for that factor of being able to go off and see a different well, even two different matches, you know? 
Well, we'll, talk about specific, well, we'll talk about that on the broadcast format side of talking about WSOE. Um, I don't think 20 minutes is like it is appropriate. I think it's way too extreme That's of a pause, Charles. Way, way, Five way too long, max. obviously. Uh, that is very <clears> excuse max. me. I would say that even that's too long. I'd say three minutes mm. max in between a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, that, that, that's that, that's like where we're really pushing the limits of of, of of how of how appropriate we can sort of like use a pause system. But that's uh, a land toilet break, literally run off. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. I, I mean, feel like that is pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, that's like a minimum land toilet break, I should say. Like, you know, there's some there's, there's some land participants who take the piss. I mean, if you ever watch Epic Land, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, that was a pun. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, so, yeah, no, again, I'd love, to, I'd love to see it. I think it's development that probably Rocket League could use because it's not even like it's a new thing in esports. Like, we use it a lot in Counter-Strike. And I think they use it a lot in Call of Duty as well, uh, in between matches specifically. Um, obviously, there's like an extended break between a game uh, for League of Legends. So they already have like a bit of a pause. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like mm. the idea of a tactical pause. In, in, in a Rocket League game. I think it could be a very, very uh, a, a good idea. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's just no one's been... No, no one's like come out with a fully-fledged, this is how it works. It's all just theoretical at the moment where Rocket League, we know it don't work until you put it into practice. Absolutely, you know that's that's the point of this podcast. Like, you know, we, we we can speculate, we can discuss, we can come up with ideas, but we'll never actually know whether any of those will work until we put it in practice. So, I'd love to see a tournament organizer try and give that idea, give that a chance, give that a shot. Um, maybe we'll maybe maybe it will be the second WSOE event of the year. We'll find out later, of course. But for now. Let's gonna let's gonna conclude our feature. Let's move on to our tournaments because uh, we are starting to run short on time. We're about halfway through the show. And we have to talk about the Ember Series and WSOE. We'll start with the Ember Series uh, because the final playoffs uh, came to fruition this past gone uh, Wednesday and Thursday with the semifinals, lower bracket, winners' finals, and grand finals all playing out. Uh, and we found our champions, the final team to make it through to the Renegade Cup monthly was ARG. What <laughs> the fuck is I, that? I just want like a record scratch moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> because everyone was looking at us going, oh, savage, easy run. And well, well let's I'm, I'm, to... I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because this is going to be our second point. But let's just jump to it right just now. It, yeah. just ta- you can see on this bracket, the 3-2 series against Weed and Bros and then 3-2 against ALG at the exact same time, that, you know, both within the same day. I don't know if you're watching those series, Bacon. They were both reverse sweeps. Savage mm-hmm. had full control and me and Jam were losing our fucking minds. Just like, no way. No goddamn way is this plausible. Like, no way Savage just got reverse swept twice in back-to-back series is like what the actual shit like this is the choke of a lifetime this is this is yeah, this, I'd say this is probably worse than the Dignitas Cloud9 choke because at least you could you could make an argument the idea that Cloud9 would uh, would be able to upset you know even if you're on a worthless NA fanboy you know you can at least see the idea that Cloud9 could do something really good against Dignitas in a world championship we then bros though not quite the same level of Savage, ARG. Certainly, I wouldn't say the same level of Savage. Um, although, I, I said the same thing about Bilchadam and, and the Snoozers, and we saw how that went. What the fuck happened here, though? Like, this, this, was, this was terrible. This is another massive strike to Savage's line. And we've seen Savage face this in the DreamHack qualifiers, remember? Where yeah. they double-dropped in There's that. It was It was MCON, wasn't it? They lost to MCON. Uh, yeah, MCON, then it was Marky Dudar's team, I'm pretty sure. It was uh, Big Sack Mandem. Yeah. I dropped them. So in the lower half, I don't know what is going on over in the Savage camp, but there, there is problems. A brewing, definitely, if this is what we're seeing. 
I, I don't know what I say really, Jay, on this one, because the first day of the Ember series, you know, those results, pretty darn good. Frio sweeps. Everyone's happy days. The second day, when it all rolled around, oof. I, I don't know what had happened, but that was not their day. And that kind of inconsistency hurts badly, especially when, like you said, there were both reverse sweeps. So that was a choke upon a choke. Like, that is the worst case scenario. I don't know what is going on for them to just suddenly and literally shit the bed. Exactly. And I, I've heard the argument come up, you know, that they're just being complacent because they already, or they didn't blend in by the trying because they already won. Um, they've already got oh, a spot. Oh, that's the shittest um, excuse ever. Th- yeah, no, that, is the, that is the worst fucking excuse. It's like legit, like, because but I, I could maybe buy it if they got swept or if they got like 3 one uh, during their series, but they didn't. They were on match point twice. They were on match point for both series. They still got reverse swept. So very clearly, they were trying to get the series under their control. They were trying to move forward in the bracket. I mean... To me, that does not smell of a team that's like trying. Like this is this is another mm. massive, massive two results against the Savage lineup. And considering they're set to sign with an organization soon, um, considering that there's the that, that they're in the RLCS, which we already had doubts going into this season. Like this does not give us much confidence with how Savage are going to do over the next few months. Like this really, really does not install any confidence in this squad at the moment. No, it's definitely a case of these lads need to sort it out and make sure that this doesn't happen again. Uh, They'll be through to the Renegade Cup Finals purely because of points. So let's just take a chill pill, hopefully by them, because they've got a couple of weeks now, they'll be able to sort that shit out because they really need to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, just, yeah, no. Ah, well... (laughs) From one team that seems like they've got no, not a whole lot of future to a team that, the seem, to a team that seems like they've got no future whatsoever. Uh, we're going to talk about Bilchland for a minute um, because uh, like, it, it feels like they're checking out of this one. It feels like they just played this tournament as a formality. It feels like they're just going to go for the points and go for the, uh, uh, and go for the, uh, go for the Renegade Cup and they just call it a day. Because uh, yeah, this, mm. team, this team does not feel like it's, it's confident in itself anymore. I think they realize that this project has, has gone it is well overdue a, 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 a dissolve, a, 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 a this 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 evolution I can't even know, don't even know the word, um, but yeah they 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 they're within breakup point at this point. Um, I had them going out of the losers finals honestly, and that's where I thought they would end. Um, but obviously they went out to twenty one, which I think was another reverse sweep if I recall correctly. Um, so. Oh, sorry, not 21. Uh, ARG scratched that, excuse me. So they actually managed to, mm. to, to, to deny a reverse sweep from 21, which already didn't look very good, and obviously lost to ARG, the eventual tournament winners. So, yeah, it seems like this one's over. Um, unfortunately, not much you can say about that. Uh, you know, again, it, it, is, it has kind of run its course. Um, I think the next thing to focus on is where these players go, where, where, where's, what's the new home for these guys in, in professional Rocket League. So we already know Seb Dam is heading on over to Nordvind. Um, <clears throat> where on earth is Cheerio going? He's been playing alongside um, Tylacto on Air Reality. And then just Bilbo, we were talking about this. Can you remember after the whole Dreamhack stuff last week? And we were like, just get rid of my- just literally your big sack man them sack Marky, bring in Bilbo and just be the brand <laughs> be the new savage. Just all out attack. It seems at the moment like EU teams, we credit them for being much better in the defense than NA. But if if you just go full out attack at the moment, EU just seems to struggle against it. I don't know what's going on. But 
a four-out attack team could work once again. It's what's got Savage into the RLCS. Why why don't new Sack Mandem try it? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I'd say that probably would be the best sort of like the best move that could come out of Built Your Dam. Like, you know, I, I think, again, like mm. I said in last week's podcast, I think that it's going to be a short term solution. Like, it would be get, good enough to get into the RLRS. But after they get to promotion playoffs, they're going to have to consider a change. Uh, they're going to have to consider getting someone else in to give that defensive element because otherwise we're going to be another savage all over again where it's like, okay, you made it to the RLCS, but what can you do from here? And then obviously the defense. What's wrong the, with the, that? No, 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 no. Remember that's yeah, that's a bloody good move to just make it to RLRS. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think it'll only go as far as the RLRS, which again, it's respectable. It's respectable. But I'm thinking about the long-term picture in my mind. I think that there's elements in and then make a change. It don't matter. That's what I'm saying. You know, like it would be a good change to get them temporarily forward, and then they're gonna have to change another part to try and get themselves even further up. You know, again, like I said, it's a temporary move, not a permanent one. Yeah. Yep, I agreed to that, but. It's better than these lads, which look at the moment, whichever teams they go with, they'll probably be not even qualifying for RORS. Whereas I can see them like getting to RORS. That's better than not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I, I think it would be great if they got to RLRS. Um, I did also want to focus on Cheerio and Sibadam as well, um, because, you know, th- those guys are obviously breaking up their long-term partnership. Uh, mm. where, where do they go from here is the real question. What, 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 what's, what, what's the new project for them? Like, you know, are they going to just start going around mixed teams and trying to figure something out? Or, like, where, where do we see them coming into this one? Because I remember listening to some, some previous podcasts. Um, we talked about the idea of Sibadam and Cheerio probably not leaving the Elite Series. Like, is there, elite, is there an Elite Series team that, that we could see these two players go to, or like could we see them split apart? Will there be another signing? I don't know. Like, what, what, like what's your speculation said, on this? is easy, Norvin. That's fine. Chiro's the, the questionable problem, yeah. one. Yeah, like that lad, we, we've been harking on him, and I feel bad about it, really. Uh, but he was the one which we were saying on Epsilon is the one that needed to change if there was anyone to change. But that was purely because we thought you know, for the long term of Epsilon and play to the team's strengths. Him pairing with Ty Lato, they've both done Gfinity stuff in the past, but I don't think they're of a caliber uh, to make RLRS and Gfinity quite often, like those orgs pick up RLRS qualifiers and teams like that. So I don't know. If Tylato and Cheerio can talk their way into being on the team, then that's good. But otherwise, I think they're probably just going to have a quiet season. Possibly, yeah. I, I think it will be relatively quiet from those two. Obviously, like they've had a bit of struggle at the top level of of, of Rocket League. Um, they've had a bit of a struggle overall, of course, during the course of this tournament because you know you saw that. Take a look at some of these results, and it's like, well. Shit, you know, you, you you lost two games to 21, you lost the game to them earlier. Obviously, the Bricks had a close matchup, which admittedly was a fairly close uh, match anyway. Um, but yeah, no, um, yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty around uh, around uh, um, uh, around those guys at the moment. But uh, enough about them. We're sort of like wasting, not wasting, but we sort of like, you know, <laughs> discussed that topic as much as we possibly could. Talk about ARG next. Um, obviously, we talked about them just a second ago. They are the champions of the uh, of the uh, fourth Renegade Monthly. 
interesting turn of events. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. Um, I did not have ARG going this far. I thought they'd be out in losers finals. Um, I thought that they, oh sorry, losers semifinals. Excuse me. I thought that possibly yeah. there would be. Um, I, th- I, th- I was like thinking to myself like right. Well, Bilchdam and the Snoozers. You know, Snoozers should be able to win that match. Then Bilchdam probably should be able to make it to the semis and then losing the losers finals. I don't think ARG. ARG could put an upset against them, um, but I don't think they'll be able to go all the way. Uh, and that's exactly what my, my, my prediction completely turned out wrong in that one because not only did they beat Savage in the reverse sweep, they beat Built Jadam, beat We Them Bros, pretty confidently beat We Them Bros as well, and then managed to 4 2 the Stoozers. And there was only one person who called that, and that was Vinter, who was on the, uh, who was on the desk for that, uh, for that grand final day. <laughs> so, so sh- shocking stuff I'm not going to lie like you know this is, this is a seriously good upset run from ARG considering they had to go all the way in they, they, they got an upset in the round of 16 as well so I got the part a team of like British guys like Virus or Clusi I, call, I talked about mm-hmm. them uh, after that first uh, after that uh, first playoff week um, but ARG had to go through some seriously seriously clutch play to get all the way through the lower bracket from the first round of the lower bracket and to come through and win the whole thing yeah, ARG are the hot new Spanish side, and they've been looking good for a while. Like you said, though, you'd only expect them to go as far as definitely into losers round four uh, in the lower bracket, and then losers semi, losers finals, anything like that would be a good, good result for them. So to go the whole way, massive, massive props because their side of the bracket was pretty stacked they got i got the part which should have been a win for arg really but then straight away they have to go up against either going forward gaming or the schnoozers which are both strong sides so that was like okay quarterfinals you're probably going to drop there then dropping where they did put them on just the run of a century but they didn't have it easy you know going forward gaming once again they had to face in their first round um what was it team echo zulu then I'm trying to just think of they had the shippers off of that savage they did not have an easy game this entire tournament don't get me wrong it is the top 16 it is renegade cup but still you do get a couple of teams like amongst there where you're like okay those are the t- the teams you want to go up against you know here arg had a hard time and they persevered and really came out the strongest team tournament like there is no dispute that another team oh, should have won it they earned that spot absolutely like it's it's uh, you know in, in most upset runs in most underdog runs you can take a caveat like well they didn't quite face off against a, a strong opponent here they didn't quite go up against them here you know but I th- i'd say that in every single match that they had to go up that they had to go on with the exception of that i got the part upset um arg had a good chance to lose right there and then and uh, they mm-hmm. didn't so you know there's not you know i can't take any caveats away like you know legit this was a really really good run this team is extremely hot coming into the new season like there probably could be a chance to see them in the rlrs um actually that's the last thing before we move on to the to the wsa i want to just entertain that thought what do you think about arg a making it into the rlrs and b how they perform in the rlrs so i definitely think they are an rlrs quality team that would just come down to you know the bracket on the day um and whether it favors them and how they're playing on the day because they they do have that little bit of inconsistency of high highs low lows we say it all the time with a lot of teams they should be able to get picked up by a spanish org like one of the football teams because they're running about trying to find everyone at the moment i'm actually already surprised that they haven't been signed by one of them I, things are looking good for ARG. I, I'm, I'm yeah. quite hopeful for their future. 
Well, with LPE coming up soon, obviously there's a lot of Spanish football clubs involved in that. Mm -hmm. I would be very surprised that it didn't get signed by one of those squads, um, if not finding a regular endemic sports organization. Like again, this team could do some really, really good stuff uh, in the uh, in the Rocket League space. I'm, I'm talking about above bubble area. So I'm excited to see what they do. It's um, been a while since we've seen a above bubble Spanish team. Oh, I want that back. Um, yeah, but obviously, yeah, it's very good run from them. Um, something also to note as well is that during the course of their uh, of their of their tournament run, ARG was a brand new squad form of, formed of like you know other squads that are hodgepodge of teams that sort of competed in previous Renegade mm. monthlies. So they don't actually have any points registered. Therefore, they had to go all <laughs> the way in order to get themselves to the Renegade Cup Finals. It was a storyline that we were building on. We were like, right, some of these teams, you know, we we we, are, we need to see them go all the way in order to get the in order to get their chance at Renegade Cup. And we didn't actually expect any of that to come to fruition, but that's exactly what the fuck happened here. I was like, oh my God, Like you couldn't script this. You couldn't script this properly. Like This is fantastic. A great showing from ARG. Yeah, properly impressive stuff there. Right, okay, well, that's the Ember series done and dusted. That's the final Renegade Monthly as well over with. Thank you, of course. I want to spend my personal shout-outs to, of course, the uh, guys at Copenhagen Flames for having me on to cast all of it. Like, it was hard work. Uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't... Particularly like strenuous work, but it was hard work and it was fucking great. However, all the banter chatting with the guys, you know, and uh, we had like a little like prediction game going on, which I missed. I was one point behind Jar of Jam for taking that fucking t-shirt. I'm just so so pissed. He gets a Copenhagen Flames t-shirt with Prophet of Jam on written on the back uh, because he predicted. <laughs> it. I was like, oh my god, what? Uh, uh, it's one point one result if I predicted the scoreline correctly I would have been fucking in there but no of course I didn't well, Copenhagen Flames do another do another tournament and uh, hopefully Jay will revive be revive the prediction game <laughs> maybe Fuzz <laughs> might get some points this time hey <laughs> he's gonna kill me when he hears this right <laughs> Let's move away from grassroots and talk about the main tournament, the big motherfucker, as I always like to call it every week on the podcast, mm -hmm. WSOE for the Rocket League Showdown. Now, this tournament is going to go down in history, I think. It's going to be known for a couple of different things. It's going to be known um, uh, for, obviously, you know, the, a couple of things like you know, the, the SAM inclusion, uh, for example. Uh, it's also going to be known for all this experimentation and things that went down uh, across the cross of the production. So before we get into the results, before we get into the talking about the teams and everything, I want you just to start off with a, a couple of general points, a couple of bits of feedback. Um, I'll start with you for a start here, Bacon, because I've already got a couple of my uh, criticisms down, but I want to know about what you thought of, of WSOE and the event itself, how it was run, how it was presented, how it was broadcast. I actually quite liked it. Like I said, they did probably a bit too much of on the flying learning but there was very little input from Sionix on this event which we've discussed before is it a good thing in our eyes because Sionix needs to stop being so hands-on um they're being quite hands-on with the uh, community stuff which is fine because it's community stuff but when it comes around to this level I want to see ESL near enough be able to do what they want I want to see MLG step in I want to see WSOE come up with these events and basically they do their own thing, which is less work for science to be able to put in. And, you know, that's good stuff. So I'm quite happy with how everything turned out. I like these new ideas that they're putting in. Uh, the inclusion of South America was a nice little tester. Don't get me wrong, not handled the best considering they had to have a pickup team. Uh, two of the players being from Lotus and then the third player being from Noisy, um, I think it was, or something like that. So not the best, but that's how visas work in 
hopefully they'll be able to get that sorted out in the future well ahead of time. Same for RLCS when they add South America because that needs to be sorted. You can't be having problems like that and then teams turn up to LAN yeah, absolutely. with a sub, you know, like, like just purely because of a visa. That is bad. If there's one thing from the operational side I didn't enjoy was the fact that there was just a hodgepodge, a fucking mixed team of... of, of um uh, of, of Spanish players, of uh, sorry, South American players, uh, because like I think they probably could have done a little, a little bit of work. You know, they held their own. They weren't amazing. They didn't do. You know, they didn't pull any upset results. I know results, they only won one game, but it was against G2. You know, that wasn't play, terrible. Yeah, when you saw them play, you were like, actually, this ain't too bad considering they're going up against the best in the world. Like, yeah, the quality of play was certainly up there. You know. Yeah, you'd be looking at low-end RLCS, um, maybe the borderline region with RLRS. So that's not bad, considering this is their first time going up on the international scale. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and can't wait to see a bit more from South America in you know, times to come. Well, we'll see how that progresses over the course of time. Obviously, you know, again, Sam, Sam is one of the main talking points. For me, though, there are some other ones, however, about WSOE, because you said you enjoyed the event. I'd say I did too, but I also think that there's there's also a lot of potential that was not capitalized on. Like, I appreciate yeah. the fact that they tried something new, they tried to do something different, but there was also this, this the production side of things looked like it reeked of just not prepared at all um oh yeah it, it wasn't the worst production in the world like certainly at the beginning it looked promising i was like okay i'm liking this style i'm liking the way that they're going about things you know i thought the little introduction bit with like richard lewis doing jujitsu and shit was a bit cheesy um rather than edgy, oh but i love the cheese i i'm not the really i'm not so really a big fan of cheese i love the little like um like the break dancer the elvis guy pointing to the showdown poster and it's got the team in it or whatever i love that shit i i welcome that wholeheartedly it just adds a little bit of like flavor to it. It just adds personality. So I'm happy with all of that. Um, my, I loved the little 30 minutes beforehand where it was like a little introduction, like on the fly improv, like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what the studio looks like. I loved all that shit. And then it was literally as the tournament started, you know, after the 30 minutes of intros, when it got into it, and then suddenly we started seeing the, uh, the show tougher. break down. Yeah. That was yeah. when you're like, oh no, oh no, no, no. <laughs> no, actually, no, I kind of enjoyed the Bruce Buffer thing. It was the whole Richard doing Judo thing that I was like, wow, that that's that that's that's the cheesy part of it, like you know. But you know, again, oh, I, I, the I, only I, one thing actually about Bruce Buffer that I can really get annoyed about is like when it's like the world's uh, heavyweight champion of casting or whatever no, oh, just like, he hasn't casted for right. ages I'd be fine if he, if they put Richard Lewis as host but as caster it's here's been the thing, a here's the thing. here's the thing they were so self aware about the idea of a joke that even Richard was like well what the fuck is this it's just like live on air it's just like I appreciate that like you know the, the production pulling pranks on each other essentially by putting shit like that and yeah. they, he reacted really well um, I, I know just like from following Richard's work for the past few years that I don't think he would have I don't think he would have suggested that idea that it was entirely someone behind the scenes that said let's just do it for his ego um so uh if he has an ego of course uh but you know um 
you know, I, I, feel, I feel like that was that was quite funny. Um, but there was the, the most most of the production elements I feel with 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 WSC that went that went wrong. Um, mostly was down to some of the like the segments itself. Like there were some, uh, you know, uh, there were some graphic elements that weren't quite working out. And also there was that problem on day one where they tried to play those VTs and those features out about NRG and those didn't mm. go that well. And we were just there like, oh well, that, that's definitely not how this is supposed to go down. I mean, we can we can pretty much guarantee that much. Um, and there was also that sort of like plug that Axel Tosh had to put in about Fleetwit and him not knowing who the sponsor was or what they were able to do. Um, during the semifinals as well, the cutting, the, the desk cutting between the uh, you know the casters and the desk, um, trying to figure out like who was going to do analysis was not planned out properly. It seemed very indecisive about how they were going to approach mm-hmm. to that. Um, and then there were also the breaks, obviously, like you know, in between the series, is not everyone agrees with that. I've already excited my opinions on the idea of a tactical pause in in in, in a uh, in a Rocket League environment. Um, and then obviously the um, uh, then obviously the fact that there was like so many, it was like five minutes of content, and then there'd be a break, and five minutes of content, and then there'd be a break. I think that's more a problem with t- American TV rather than anything else. Yeah, with the I don't have a problem audience. with that. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that. Like you know, like I'm I'm not usually like paying full on attention uh, during like a desk segment, for example. So you know, like if they go to a break, like in the, in the in the middle of the desk and come back to the desk, that's fine. Usually, I'm watching another match that I missed or something like that. You know, like that, that's that's mm. just the way that I approach my viewership of esports. Um, and if you can't if you can't handle that much, then well, you might want to consider how the fuck we get paid to do all this stuff uh so you know sponsors sponsors rule the world if you don't like that then what the fuck you doing in esports um so yeah i i I feel like again with the with the the production thing um was just uh there there was some unprepared elements i think about you know overall production um another thing i wasn't a fan of as well my second main criticism is the whole switching games in the middle of the series I honestly think that this is a missed opportunity that Rocket League tournament organizers always fuck this up, right? Is that if you've got too many matches to stream and cast, why don't you give it to other broadcasters? Like, I know for a fact that if Rewind got, if, if WSOE came to Rewind or Rival, or even to us as independent casters and said, do you want to do the matches that we can't do on the mainstream? We'd all say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But not only have WSOE not done this, this is something that Psionics have also not done in the past. Uh, Dreamhack did it with their qualifiers, but even then they weren't enough to call it, cover every single match, which you know, is fair enough, it's an open qualifier. Um, and, and obviously WSOE qualifiers did a similar sort of thing as well. My main problem, however, is that it's on this LAN. This is the first major LAN for for Rocket League in 2019. This is going to set the bar for everything coming out in the next few months and possibly even set the bar for how things are going to turn out for the rest of this year. And we didn't even see like a good most of the teams. Like I don't know how well mm. to be uh, to be determined TBD did. I don't know for how well they performed. It's quite easy to get in like two of the RLRS casters to host the B stream. Exactly. Which is just literally like just them two. just the games, not really death segments like I think that had been quite easily done. And if you didn't want to do that, instead of doing, you know how they use the, like the triple screen setup? That looked janky as fuck. Just do something like picture in picture. Exactly. You know? Like if you checked in like every occasion with picture in picture, I mean, you know, and then just to show exactly what the current status of the matches are, just make like a quick comment, just like, you know, slide it in in the bottom left and right and say like, well, casters talk about this match, you know, talk about the match down there. It's like, well, right now we've got Dignitas facing up against, uh, I don't know. Cloud Nine, for example, and it's like, well, on the other on the other match, it's like, well, two one in the series, and they're currently zero zero in overtime. So of course, they're not to be expected, right there. Those guys are obviously great, or something. Just some passing comment to get back to the main match. And that's the thing as well, Actually, because people me, who wanted to watch those main matches, they got pissed. The people who didn't want to watch the main match, they got pissed as well mm. because they were teased about it. So that's that that that's the main thing I have a problem with with the whole like you know switching matches in between the middle of series. For me, with that picture and picture thing. 
they should have just got someone else to talk over because those casters haven't been watching that game so they have no idea what's going on it was always quite often and now we're looking at flip side versus yada 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 um no context of course like no idea what's going on for me what the fuck was Axel Toss doing that entire tournament? Like, he felt very unneeded. I get why uh, I can't remember Laura's... Was that the girl's name? I can't remember. Um, why uh, she mean, was there, um, she's part. Uh, You mean, uh, what's it? Um, Lauren. Lauren, that's it. Um, why she's there, because she's part of the whole production crew and that. I don't get why she wasn't doing Axel Toss's job at the same time. It just felt like he was there purely because he's Axel Toss and... That's that's enough reason. If Axel Toss was doing his segments and then was watching those other games so that when it cut in, he could give that little bit of insight, then that would be perfectly fine for me. But looking back at the tournament, I have no idea why he realistically was there. Yeah, I, I can say the same thing as well, honestly, because I, I, I think that maybe two reporters would have been a bit too unnecessary. Again, it feels like they had it just for, like, you know, the novelty's sake. Like, okay, we got, we got uh-huh. Axel Toss, guys, you know, you know, host of the RLCS, here we go. It's like, well, does that does that make okay. the broadcast better? You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, a lot of his segments were a little bit naff. Again, I bring up the sort of, sort of Fleetwit uh, bit, and, uh, you know, obviously, like, you know, it was, it was, um, uh, what was it? He's doing, like, you know, the, the RC Rocket League, which I thought was a fine little, like, uh, concept at first, but... You know, they played it off so so anticlimactically. It didn't feel like it really had mm-hmm. a purpose in the broadcast. So again, I feel like Lauren should have just done all those segments of her own. I just done been yep, the main interview, been the main sideline report. Or Richard Lewis just gets up for the desk like once or twice. Bit too much, I think, actually, for yeah. Richard Lewis. Just like just leave him on the desk. Leave Lauren as the sideline exactly. reporter. I think you know that that that, that was would have been the ideal way for me. Um, uh, but yeah, no. Um, and, and actually, just on the topic of talent, actually, I'm going to just jump that third point. Go to the fourth. Um, I didn't. I wasn't really a fan of the casting this time around, like, and that's such a surprising mm-hmm. thing for me to say because usually I often like I often rave about Wave Punk. I'm like, I think he's the best North American play-by-play in my opinion. I rave about the likes of of Lawler, who I think I think I think honestly the color casting did well. Um, I think the color casting did well. I think that the uh, uh, the, 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 the Lawler and uh, Achieves uh, did a fantastic yeah. uh, did a fantastic job of doing color commentary. But in particular, in, in our notes, I shouted out Achieves, didn't I? I thought yeah. he was. You, you said you said Achieves was the only standout caster. I would say that probably Achieves and Lawler were all right. But James Lawler and did his normal job, which is good. But like you said, James and Wavepunk. Uh, there's that meme going around of just Wavepunk looking defeated, and the Are you okay? Uh, wave the one and it felt like both of them were on a very off day don't get me wrong you get off days when casting but it, it showed massively yeah like really really massively like you know these oh my man like fucking again i really thought that james and wave punk sounded bored and that sucks mm-hmm. again because I think that those guys are really, really great play-by-players. I, okay, I can, I'm trying to give a little bit of leeway. I'm trying to find a way back out because obviously it's been a few months since we uh, since we've had like a proper Rocket League broadcast. But to me, in the way that I approach play-by-play, I always try to keep it consistent. You know, I'm not always doing a great mm. job at that myself personally. You know, you know how 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 harsh I go on myself when I fucking have a really bad day. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I often think I'm the shittiest caster. So you know, take this with as much of a pinch of salt oh, as you can. Guys at home, when I know that Jay's having a bad that's when i just break out jokes continuously to lighten yeah. the mood like, and make you know, it easier like, this is why we work so there well was no <laughs> humor in the broadcast there was no humor in the broadcast it just felt very much like they're reading the news in that sort of sense it was yikes because there was there was no cohesion between them way punk and lula were 
okay as a duo, but James Bott was just not letting achieves continuously was trying to butt in and say something. And James Bott was not taking a hint. They're both on the desk next to each other and he was hogging everything. And it just felt very much like they'd never worked together a day before in their life. I will say that's partly like a bit of a, a byproduct of the North American style. And obviously we've talked about mm-hmm. how we don't like the North American style. Obviously it has its audience, but it's not for us as an EU audience. Um, but like, again, it didn't feel like there was a lot of cohesion between the commentary. You know, again, like I, I feel like this in terms of the, the talent performance it probably has to be one of the worst in, in Rocket League so far. And again, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that because I think these guys are fantastic. I know that they can do better because they do it week in, week out in the RLCS. Oh, that's why we're harsh on it is because we know they can do better. Exactly. So I, I don't know if they're listening. I, I hope they don't take it personally. That's just my opinion. That's just the way that I see it. Obviously, that's what the point of this podcast is. Like, you know, I made a rule specifically is that everybody is in the firing line on this show. Like even us. So Bacon, if you fuck up, get ready for me to machine gun you to hell <laughs> at some point during the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, nah, man, I, was, I, I, I wasn't too happy with that. And again, as someone, as, as me myself, as someone who takes this shit seriously, as someone who like is very invested in the art of words and the art of using your words and the art of like public speaking this was a massive disappointment for what is the first major rocket league tournament of the year oh and again this is why like two extra casters like i said bringing the rl rs guys means that if you've got a pair that ain't working you can diversify up they're very much stuck to these pairings yeah and, and it means you've got no freedom in case there's an upset let's just say that for whatever reason one of the casters got food poisoning after the first night because whatever because you know it's all catering that can happen they would have been up shit creep for day two for you to only have four casters not even have a fifth to be able to flex on ah uh, that for me is a massive oversight you know? massive massive oversight like yeah I, I feel like the same thing as well i mean they probably could have been able to figure it out obviously with like you know just trying to like work around the desk maybe they would have brought axel mm. toss in to do like some desk work or something um i mean uh, that get, maybe that was a good reason why he could have been there like if that was the case then mm. fair play um but yeah also no, like, with this whole mma sort of like more realistic is akin to normal sports how the fuck do they not think to have stacks on board he would have been perfect for this project you know like We've said it before, we're not mass, like, we appreciate and respect his, like, casting style. It's not for us personally. But for this tone, he would have been absolute fucking perfect for oh, the yeah, sort of theme that absolutely. was absolutely. Like, that feel is like, another massive oversight. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, and I think this is more a problem with Rocket League talent in general, obviously. Like, you know, like, there's the, there's the, you know, I, I've said it before, I say it again. I think the EU deserves more talent to be in the, in the international space. Mm. Like, I would have absolutely loved to see Shogun at this event. I understand he's got visa oh, problems, yeah. so he can't, that's not always possible. But I'd also like to see the likes of, you know, sh- you know, Colin Stumpy do some work outside of the GFN Elite series. I'd like to see Damascus do something outside the GFN Elite series i know that johnny boy gets a lot of shit for being like a bit of an egotist personally i like his casting though i like his color 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 commentary style in particular so if they pair him up with a good play-by-play i think that could work on an international basis but because he does not get many opportunities we don't see that very often again i'd like to see some diversity i'm gonna keep pushing that for quite a while throughout the course of this podcast Mm -hmm. so don't be too surprised guys if you're listening um but so yeah let's move on from that we've talked about that for long enough there's one more topic uh, one more thing i want to bring up particularly about the operational side of of wsoe and how this one thing went out with that during flip sided cloud nine there was that really really dramatic moment where they the land client froze and it led to the first goal being scored by cloud nine obviously that was an overtime goal that lost the game for flip side there was a dispute that was thrown up and cloud nine and flip side sort of like uh, agreed it to it and it's like, like that's all above board that's all fine 
My problem, though, is that this was th- the, the the dispute and the and the agreement was thrown together super haphazardly, and, mm-hmm. and I mean very very haphazardly, as in like right. So in the middle of the matchup, in the middle of game four, after game four, after game four was over, we just got an announcement. It was like, okay, we're going to replay this game, and then we're going to go straight into the game. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Any other time during an esports dispute I've ever seen, it's like, right, the match is paused, we stop, we talk it through, we get we, the admins come in and they get shit down pat, they discuss, they figure out all the all the facts, they go through, they discuss it with the team, they're like, right, what do we want to do here? Do we replay? Do we let it count? Does it go forward? What's the situation? But no, they, they made the decision while the matchup was going forward. And I feel like that really does hurt competitive integrity, in my opinion. Oh yeah, completely agree. This should have just been done and sorted there and then. Both teams agreed to the rematch, like, literally instantly, it seemed, because you looked at them. like, And we still I played out game two I, and three and four. Yeah, I loved after that game one, just looking at Cloud9 side, and they were, like, doing... You could see them do, like, hand signs of just, like, the ball fucking moved a good two meters. <laughs> and it was, like, really quite funny to just see Cloud9 there. And flip side on the opposite end, just being so uh, fucking yeah, the, lift off. The, 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 I remember seeing the cams, and I was just like, the, the, there was a serious look on Speed's face of just, what the actual fuck? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, again, like, the, 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 this should have been handled a little bit better, in my opinion. It was the worst handling in the world. Like, again, they did sort of, like, come forward and, yeah. uh, come forward it, and it was the right it, the call, world. at least, because it should have been replayed, but it's just, yeah, like, absolutely, we're nitpicking. Like, it is a bit of a nitpick because, like, again, I feel like it does hurt the tournament to a, to a pretty decent extent because, like, again, if, if this was my tournament, then the whole thing would have stopped. We would have stopped there and then. We would have figured it out and we would have found out how to approach it from that factor. If we had gone through, like, you know, still discussing it and then maybe flip side had won, then maybe we'd be still looking at a 4-1 to before they made the decision. You know, that's mm. an entirely possible thing. And it's like the record books... That they don't do that justice, obviously. Like you know, they don't give the they give the context justice. So you have to stop everything. You have to like you. In my opinion, you have to stop every little thing. You have to just focus yeah. on it there and then, without rather than letting the match go on. And again, when that announcement came down on stream, it was like we're going to replay that first overtime golden goal situation. Then ten seconds, we're into the game. Like you know, that that's not a proper way to present it. That's not a proper way to approach that sort of uh, that that dispute. Um, and again, you know, like it, 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 is, it does kind of suck. It is a bit of a nitpick, but it is something that I think needs to be improved going forward. Yeah, and that sort of thing, we've, it looked as if they didn't have the same client as what they use at RLCS and all of that, you know, where you can pause the game if needed or reset up with well, certain Well, I mean, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't give that out anyway because we obviously saw E-League and how the technical issues were handled there. Like for the first, mm. for the first E-League Cup, obviously they had to like, you know, when they stopped the matchup, they had to redo it. They had to stop, uh, they had to go and uh, score that first, that score the equal goal and then go in mm-hmm. at that time marker where they had to kick off, you know, like very clearly like the, again it's something we've we've something we've pushed for in the past as well is the idea of silence giving out their esports tools to esports organizers like holy shit that would be so so convenient when shit hits the fan like you know again th- this probably should have been in place for WSOE so a little bit you of blame for the the same the way that actually works though code is talking to uh, peeps and that is that it is literally a redeemable code in game and you then un- it sort of like unlocks those tools those features so you just have them as one-time use codes and you only give them out to trusted sources which i'd imagine at the same time you can take away if needed yeah exactly like you know so- this probably should have been this probably should have been sorted out much better. Like, you know, again, I, probably, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like again, part of the blame is on the is on the fact there was no esports client. Part of the blame was also on WSOE for not handling it properly, in my opinion. But you know, that's most of our operational stuff. Again, 
most of it is a little bit, you know, it is a little bit, okay, this is redeemable, you know, like, you know, casting can be improved, you know, the admin dispute is obviously like one issue oh, at yeah. the whole tournament and uh, know, the whole format and the way they tried to handle sort of like the production elements, obviously those can be improved for next time. And they were doing some improvement on the fly. So credit to WSOE for managing to make it better as the tournament went on. But I still think there's a lot of potential that needs to be worked on. Um, I, 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 I hope that there's a chance that there'll be, I hope there's a chance, again, okay, we already know the WSOE coming very soon in the new year. So I'm hoping that that will be where these improvements come into effect. But enough about the operational side. You want to hear some results. That's what you were here for, right? You know, you wanted to hear you wanted to hear all about industry politics, I'm sure. Uh, but no, we've got to talk about some Rocket League as well. Because obviously there was a tournament that actually went on, Bacon. Don't know if you know about mm -hmm. that. Um, and... EU did pretty all right. You know, we had three out of our four teams making it out of the groups. Obviously, Flipside made it through as the first place position in Group B, and Dignitas were training behind them by two games. Solo Mid made it out in second, and PSG was the only real outlier for this one. Um, let's start with those guys first, actually. Um, what do we think I, of this? You're run? being harsh. No, sorry, straight away, you're being harsh on PSG. They got. I, just, they oh, went I, just, I, literally, I literally, I literally just said they were the only team that didn't from EU that didn't make it out of groups. I, I just wanted to start things off by saying okay what what do we think about psg right now, let, let, me, let me start off by clarifying my points okay i think it was crushing to see psg as the only eu team to not make it out of groups purely because they were one game away from doing it mm -hmm. and i feel like it would have been fantastic for them to get as much land experience as possible but obviously they didn't that's the reason why i feel like okay well I don't think PSG's run was terrible. Obviously, I expected this to—I expected this to be a possibility. I just wanted to see them go further because I know that they can. I want to see them do well at LAN, and I want to see them do. All, you know, obviously, they can dominate the online circuit if they wanted to. But it's that LAN play is their main issue right now. Yep. Yeah, no, we we know that LAN is PSG's weak point online. They are so darn good. Like online, they're a top three team. I'd even argue with Flipside coming into it now with speed this weekend. I mean, Flipside would have been top four even with UK, you know, pretty hot on PSG's, um, you know, side by side near enough. With speed, we'll have to see how that goes uh, going forward. But it was literally a case. One more game won and exactly. PSG will have taken the spot away from G2 because they beat G2. Um it's purely because they had lost to NRG 3-0 within this. And I'm trying to think uh, where else they got. The game against G2 was a 3-2. So if they had won that 3-1, they had been through on that basis. Um, trying to think where else they could have got a game off TSM. But you got to look at that group. And both sides had really stacked groups. It's quite natural. NRG... Uh, Team Solomon and G2 are good teams. On the opposite side, the ones that go through Flipside, Dignitas, Cloud9 are good. You're looking at the teams that didn't make it through to the playoff sort of stages, PSG, two be decided, Afterthought and Chiefs, you'd have thought they'd be the ones out beforehand. So everything really did go as expected. The only one is like where they went through. Like You would be expecting from Group A, Team Solo mid to get that like straight into the semifinals bit, and Group B, you're probably thinking Cloud9. That's not how it went out for both sides, but the teams to go through were the expected ones nonetheless. Yeah, I would say so too. You know, the group's probably the most predictable elements, um, uh, most predictable sort of like side of things. I did hope Solo Mid would do a bit better. I thought they'd go three one or things considered, but they did have a bit of a, a couple of problems. Um, and actually, they were the uh, they were one of the two teams that made it out in uh, that, that that only that only made it up to the round of six in the quarterfinals, and they lost to Cloud Nine. So let's go on to them next. Um, I, I, I they were my favourites for this tournament. 
but they they seemed a little bit quiet. In particular, I ignite was quite quiet, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh it's curious as well because this is the same thing that happened at the World Championships back in season five. We were there. We were like, okay, I ignite. We we hype him up, but then the pressure. I'm not sure if it's the pressure that gets to him or whether we just like it's just not whether we woke up on the wrong side of the bed or something. But like whenever he goes quiet, it's like a massive massive crutch that TSM are standing on, and then it's just like taken out from underneath them while they're leaning on it basically and that's exactly what happened to TSM in this in this playoff bracket a one to four got a single game and before being eliminated and um uh yeah they they struggled they they really did struggle throughout mm-hmm. the course of, the, of, of that of that series against cloud nine yeah with like night going quiet they lost a lot of striking power uh his defense was relatively good but it was just the case of the attack wasn't there. And so that's where you see it. 4-1 to Cloud9 over TSM when this was, you know, the rematch, essentially. Yikes. I uh, was not expecting it to be this sort of one-sided. I mean, it's a hard one to sort of say, but yeah, TSM, we were expecting more out of this land. Maybe they were complacent and just overconfident coming into it, but their day one wasn't anything spectacular as well. They were 2-2. Um, losing to NRG... Sorry. And G2. I, I wouldn't have... I, NRG is fair enough because it's 3-2. But 3-1 loss against G2? Nah. That shouldn't have been happening. Well, that's something I also wanted to bring up as well. Because their losses in the group stages were down to NA teams. And their loss in the playoffs was down to a really good NA team as well. And mm-hmm. this kind of harkens back to season six. We were talking about Dingatas being the main sort of like the, the, the firepower. They were the, the big dogs of, of Europe, right? And the teams yeah. that they lost to, the teams that they struggled to were all North American squads. And we, we sort of talked about it back then. We were like, right, it's all because it's, it's flashy, aggressive play from North America, which is what manages to get them over the edge and, and what manages to give them their, their main, that's their main point of style, you know? So... Is this going to become a bit of a problem for EU going forward? Because this was a problem that Dignitas also seemed to face as well during their sort of run. Yeah, I think it's going to be one where they're going to look to counter it now uh, because it's starting to come very established that NA's over-aggression is hurting the defense of EU. This will be sorted out by next RLCS land, but for now it is looking like NA are stepping it up and they're stepping up something rotten compared to the EU sides. EU seems to be on a little bit of a slump at the moment, which is weird to say, you know? Yeah, it's weird to say because we also got an EU champion. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe we might just have a case where it's like we've got one EU team that's the best in the world and everyone else is just like, you know, below the rest of it, NA uh, as a whole. But we'll talk about that more in specifics when we get to flip side because I did want to focus a bit more on Dignitas. Obviously, they had Yukio move in lately, um, you know, and, and, and initially there was a lot of promise from Dig, uh, especially on the first day. You know, it felt like they were working well as a unit. It felt like Yukio's attacking force was a great offensive upgrade. But because of the new addition to this roster and the fact that they had to play out of their normal comfort zone, Dignitas looked extremely slow by comparison to what we see. You know, usually it's very methodical out of them, but when they attack, they go all out like completely vicious, gun for the throat. Didn't seem like it seemed. Didn't seem like this uh, throughout the course of not only the group stage but also in their playoff match against G two, which of course they lost four to two. So. Mm-hmm. I have more skepticism about this about this move, you know, even more so. Again, I think it kind of proves what I was trying to talk about with in in regards to how I thought UK was going to fit. I don't think that he's going to be, you know, I don't think the problem. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't think his problem is that the. I don't think the problem is with UK as a player. I think it's the formation of the team because right now. 
things like, obviously they obviously got to work on chemistry to start things off because it didn't seem like the passing players were there for, for the task. And number mm-hmm. two, I think that there's I think that we you don't need more offensive power on that side. I think Yukio is a great offensive player. Again, it was an offensive upgrade that gave them some really wild and wicked goals. But I don't think he fits within the context of this roster still. I'd say we'll, we'll talk about it again after DreamHack. Yeah, this is definitely all... something we have to revisit after Leipzig. Like you know, the the, the the jury's still out on this on this roster for me. This is their first tournament together, so yeah. and it's a land nonetheless. There's a lot of like pressure behind him. Like for this result, I was expecting Dignitas to not make it any. F- I wasn't expecting Dignitas to get to the finals. I thought we'd be looking at you know Cloud Nine TSM finals before yeah, the yeah, exactly. that was my prediction Dignitas as well. Written out. Yeah, so. Them going out there to G2, and G2 looked good this weekend. You have to think about that as well. NRG looked incredibly good. Cloud9 looked good until their game against Flipside. So I I love that all the teams sort of looked at their best. It was just very odd how all things worked out. It was like everyone was countering each other and no one could do anything. That was the only problem. So they all looked good, but they're all playing these mind games and strategies, which is a unique and new side to Rocket League. Yeah, I'm actually quite excited to see how everyone's going to try and uh, uh, try and play out, you know, a new meta mm. for, uh, uh, for 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 2019. Uh, because I've said it, but I've said it obviously when the start of the podcast, you know, when we we're going back from some of the early episodes, I'm saying I've been saying for ages, it's like, look, I think there's a tactical element to Rocket League. It's not quite as tactical as something like Counter Strike or League of Legends, but I think there is still a a little bit of mind games, a little bit of style that you can play around team plays that goes around a defensive or that tries mm-hmm. to outposition a defensive or outplay a defensive rather than just like pure mechanical skill, flashy flip resets and striking power of hitting the ball as hard as you can to the point where it goes through your fucking opponents, essentially. Um, you know, I st- and I think I think that because each of these teams seem like well, they are anti-stratting each other now, I think we're going to be seeing a new sort of like style of Rocket League moving into 2019. So to continue on your point there, I'm going to start bringing up Flipside because that's our next talking point. Yeah. You... And I'm coming to, I think it's the second point on there. Uh, sorry, the third one, which you have a little bit of criticism for their early game, um, thinking that their early game is pretty weak. I completely disagree. If you look at how Flipside were playing throughout the entirety of playoffs, especially, they they sack their first game and even their second game purely to find out what their opponents are wanting to do. You look throughout the whole of that first game against Cloud9, which unfortunately... They did initially lose and then come back to take because of the whole um, admin dilemma, you know. But they let Cloud9 play into them, and they looked so comfy on defense. They weren't even bothered about attacking. They were just waiting for one good counter. And it's all because they were there seeing how Cloud9 would come up with new strategies. It was the cleverest and smartest play I have ever seen in Rock League, purely because they were figuring out their opponent, calculating everything, which you got to think this is a team that is newly formed. They were doing everything on the fly and they were pulling out strategies on the fly. They knew coming into this, they could not have set plays because they didn't have time to prepare them. So instead they were adapting to their opponents. Fucking hell, flip side. I, I said last week they were my team to watch purely for how they're going to react to everything. And they had done fantastic. They had come up with their own strategies into today. And that strategy was to base themselves on their opponents. I am gobsmacked with their performance and just how it works so well. 
I can see where you're coming from with that. Like, you know, again, I, I do feel like a part of it was strategical element and trying to outread your opponents for the rest of the series. And certainly they did seem to work out for them because they, you know, their early few games in the series were, you know, a little bit shaky, a little bit trying to, you know, trying to figure Ooh. things out. And I say no, shaky, I say shaky. I, so the Cloud Nine game is my is my is my outlier. I think it was my um, uh, I think the Cloud Nine game was the only real uh, was the only real series we didn't see that come as far forward as we thought it would be. Um, but for flip side, you know, I noticed a lot of the times they were making some like small frustrating mistakes over their series. You know, like things like you know uh, speed. They did bump into each other yeah, quite often. Speed bumping into his teammates, which you know again could be a bit of a, a chemistry issue. You know, again it didn't happen often. There were only a couple of double commits across the board from from flip side. Um, yeah, which admittedly like is great team chemistry off the start of things, but they were they were still double commits that leave some very wide open gaps for their opponents. Um, the defensives weren't always up to snuff when it came to the uh, to the uh, to, to the holds. Otherwise, they would have been able to defend every single goal that came in in the early games, you know. And that that, that, that wasn't quite the case all the time. Um, I think that yeah, the, the, it's a bit of a half and half situation. I think that their early game was weak partly because of they were trying to anti strat, but I also feel like there was an element of okay, well we're not 100% confident going into this one so they are making some mistakes we aren't always you know we, we aren't quite into our form we aren't quite into our groove just yet but when they did get going when they did start off really well speed especially by the way um, they, they, they were looking really really good and on topic of speed by the mm. way I have to just say he is my tournament MVP by a country oh, yeah. mile my god this guy right now Last week I was skepticism. I was I was very skeptical about it because I was like I think he's a downgrade compared to Yukio. I take all of that back. Right, he <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. The shots he was putting up for Flipside throughout the WSOE event, just like my. God, what the hell is this? Like, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, it's compared to what hell they were doing in the Leipzig qualifiers. Like, the difference is night and day. Like, this this was an absolutely insane performance from Flipside. Yeah, like, can you remember last week I was like, it's a like-for-like like one. Let's just see what happens because the only problem is chemistry. And they had fucking proved it. Speed... He's one of these players which you look at and go, oh, yeah, he's really good. He's nuts. But you don't know how nuts he is until you've played with him, it seems. And so I, I love that we could see the, not only the resurgence of flip side, because, you know, it's been way too long since they've been able to take a trophy or even a top four, really. But the fact that now they look to be one of the best teams in the world once again. Oh, boy, it's so good. And Cook's here being back, you know. He's back, it's baby. Dreamhack Summer. Dreamhack Summer was his last title as well. So mm -hmm. it's like you know, this is like 2017 area. So we're that going was back. Marky Duda with him as well. Yeah, Just that, that, appreciate we're, that. We're, That's we're how going, long ago. We, we, we're going back far to try and see if we can uh, find a good uh, find a good title for him. So the fact that we're here now, the fact that we the fact that we've got this championship for him, it's like it's a serious feels good, man. Serious feels good, man. So uh, congratulations, obviously, to those guys. Obviously, making me eat my own words. I think possibly this one could be the next new dominating force. You know, like we we had we had Dignitas doing ridiculous stuff over I, the course of 2018. I think I think there are small few things to work on, in my opinion, for for Flipside. And I still think mm -hmm. I still think the early game could be worked on in terms of improving those small mistakes. Um, but I think this probably could be a really really big force in World Rocket League. I I agree, but the problem is we're at Rocket League now where there are so many teams that can take it on the day, which is exciting and good. But let, let's use TSM as the example. You know, coming off E-League, everyone's like, oh my God, 
Cloud9 coming off of Viral CS. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it completely flips around. We're getting to a stage where all the teams that made it through to WSOE bar after four, arguably Chiefs and TBD are coming to a stage where they could take lands, which is exciting. Yeah, they are. And I'm, I'm really I'm even excited. including PSG in that. I think they're coming close. Well, actually, so just to focus back on PSG, because something we didn't touch upon really, is I still think their land jitters are a problem. I, I, I'm we, I, a question I wanted to focus on with PSG real quick before we end off the show is, how do we think we can improve that? Um, how do we think we can... Because obviously, they're, they've got to qualify for land to start things off. So how do you improve your land experience if you, if you, if you have to qualify for land? You've got to go through the online circuit, which fair enough is, is PSG's sort of uh, thing, but you Bread can't qualify for every single one. How do we how do we focus on getting the land performance the thing when we is, do qualify? They do qualify for every single one because you've got to qualify through online. They're a dream hack. They got the free trip. Yeah, admittedly. And they get, More that, experience they just, at land just improves them. They've been getting better time and time again. Okay, that, okay, okay. Could okay. be dangerous for the other teams. PSG could finally really pop off. Okay, fair enough. But like, how do we improve it to the point where DreamHack Leipzig is going well for these guys? How do we get it to a point where it's like, okay, well, these events is where they come into semifinals and, and quarterfinal runs. Personally, I think it would be a decent idea if PSG decided to buy a Gfinity Elite Series spot. I think that would be a fantastic idea for these guys, obviously, to get mm -hmm. that week in and week out experience. I don't know how likely it is that they will, obviously, because you know I don't know what the inner workings of PSG are like. I don't know what their interest is in the Gfinity Elite Series. But like, Fruity, I know you listen to this podcast. Like, poke your manager or something. Just say like, right. We want to be in the Gfinity Elite series. I seriously think that could be a massive, massive. We want to be in Gfinity Elite. There's FIFA as well. Your PSG. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and then Street Fighter. Ah, uh, you can sack that. It don't really matter because yeah. You pull, always... pull, 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 pull a uni lad. Don't give a shit about. It. <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying because quite often the orgs when they're going to Gfinity one game they don't really care about. Um, that's going to be Street Fighter is going to be the one for PSG, but I imagine PSG would, wouldn't mind at all um, picking up some good players. As a shout, go talk to Damascus. He's another French lad. He'll be able to point you to the best players to pick up PSG if you really do want to take that up. But otherwise, than that, a game in house, like just that time together, build up that chemistry, like in person, is my only other sort of like thought of being able to improve their LAN experiences. You know. Uh, it's not as big in effect as sign up to a circuit like uh, yeah. No, I, I, I feel Elite I feel series. like Gfinity Elite Series would be the much better uh, solution. Mm -hmm. Like you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about land houses as a whole. I feel like it's just like really, it's just like a, it's just like a, a cheap alternative to like just finding a place to work essentially. Um, and I don't really, I don't really agree with that. I don't really think it will, it will fix things in in. in I think they it'll don't be like, need it's to like, improve their chemistry. It's just literally it's being literally together. It's literally just playing but, on land. That's the only problem. Mm -hmm. So you've got to play more on land to get better on land. So. There you go. That's what I think about PSG and where they should go. Um, well, final topic before we... Did we actually cover... No, oh, sorry, we did Yeah, we did cover that. Scratch that. Excuse me. So I think that's the end of the show there, Bacon. I think we're... Uh, I think we're... <laughs> A sudden end of show? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's anything else you want to bring up, like, feel free to let me know. I'll be happy to include it. We've still got a few minutes left. I mean, after this, it's pretty much just going to be looking... Well, we've run over the hour and a half, buddy. But it is just going to be... DreamHack coming up this weekend. Like I said, I'm expecting PSG to actually pop off because I think it's due. 
you know, we've been seeing them gradually get better. Being one game behind in their group here, that's promising to me. So they're going to be my one to watch at DreamHack. Um, purely for that sort of growth and how far they can go into it. Flipside are going to be putting up another great performance, I reckon. Um, the Secret Lads will be interesting to see how they play. And of course, Dignitas, more time with Yuko. How are they going to play at DreamHack? Of course, there's a lot of storylines going into DreamHack. So, of course, make sure you keep it locked to all the standard social medias of RL Aftershock. We will be covering all of that good shit. Of course, it's at Twitter, on Twitter, at RL Aftershock, mm. and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RL Aftershock. I think that by the time that, um, by the time Leipzig rolls around, I think I might be a little bit less busy. We might be actually be able to host a live show for once. Uh, so, um, uh, mm. we'll, uh, I'm thinking there as well. Like, to d I, I kind of want to sit down and watch uh, DreamHack with you in the Aftershock, like Discord, if you're free. Because uh, it, it, it depends entirely on how this uh, on how this tournament goes. Uh, because, yeah. um, like I said, Counter Strike, hey, taking up 95% of my time at the moment. Uh, although, interesting hey, enough, actually, I, I say paid. that, I say that, and actually, uh, my understanding is that there's another there's another duo pairing of casters who uh, who are supposed to be casting it as well and they say they're doing the majority of it and I said like, hold on I also heard that I'm doing the majority of it so i got to figure <laughs> out the specifics of what's going on there so um, well I don't think I'll update that on this show but regardless uh, we'll talk more about the Rocket League stuff later on down the line again it's at our Aftershock on Twitter twitch.tv slash our Aftershock to keep it locked for now keep your eye especially on the Twitter because we have got some juicy content that we're working Ooh. on behind the scenes right now um, regarding some certain pro players I keep teasing it every week and you know, we, we, we may Making slow progress on it. Um, hopefully, I can find some time to get it together. Obviously, with Counter Strike coming up, um, but it's going to be really, really fun. So uh, make sure you keep a lot to all that. Check out the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and seven other different major platforms uh, of distribution. Go to angle.fm/slash/aftershock to find your favorite platform or request your favorite way to listen. So. There you go. That's going to be it for the show today. Bacon, any final thoughts before we head off for another week? No, I, I actually don't have any kind of thought. <laughs> I was ex I was hoping you'd come with your stupid. I was hoping you'd have your fucking like you know your stupid sort of like, decisive, decisive elements. It's like oh yeah, well alcohol's great, <laughs> just like that. Nah, all right. I've been drinking way too much recently. Actually, I've been going to the pub with mates a lot. So alcohol oh, is great, no. but you do not feel good the next day. Oh Oof. no, no you don't. But uh, that's another. Let's 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 not let's not see if we can inter in have it intervene with a. <laughs> podcast i mean already silence of a ban on alcohol right we're we're, we're trying to get a fine line as it stands so uh, let's just head off the show before we uh before we uh, you show idea it. by the way this is what jay's been teasing rl alcoholics anonymous <laughs> RL <it>. alcohol shock. <laughs> right we're getting off the airways thanks again for joining us and we'll see you back here for more of the aftershock <laughs>